This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is June 15th, 2020. I'm here with my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what it do, baby? Oh, I'm good, man. It's just, you know, I, I've said this the past, like, two months now. We're ready. We're geared up. We're ready for basketball. Um, July 31st was the date, but as we know, since the last episode dropped, July 30th is now the target date, um, barring, you know, COVID cases and spiking. And so we're... I could taste it. We're we're almost a month. We're about a month and a half out from that point. Um, but I think this week, players from internationally are going to be coming back. They'll be getting in today as you guys hear this. Um, they're required to be back in the States on this date. Um, and then players who live in the country have to be at, you know, in their you know team's state um, and city by, I think, next week. So everyone's kind of gearing up. You have that kind of back-to-school feeling, I think, if you're an NBA player right now. Well, I mean, as fans, obviously, since the news came out, you know, within the last week that the NBA does plan on coming back. Now, obviously, they're still working out a lot of the details as far as what this bubble is going to look like, Luke. But I must say, the wind that was in my sails, um, as far as my excitement for the league to come back, has taken a little bit of a blow this week. I know we're going to talk about that and get into that. It mm-hmm. is a very complicated subject, right? Everybody um, listening, if you have not heard, uh, Kyrie Irving is kind of spearheaded, in a sense, uh, a group of NBA players that may not want to return to play, which, I mean, Kyrie won't be playing anyway, so I think that's part of some people's confusion when it comes to this, uh, due, and also due to the fact that it's kind of out of nowhere. Uh, but really, Kyrie is saying that, the league shouldn't replay, re- return to play in Orlando um, until the country's issues with you know inequality and social injustice are fixed. Um, so now, as a week, you know, you and I were here talking and excited and sure as heck that the league is going to come back. I'm still mostly sure that the league is going to come back, but now it's mm-hmm. like this just kind of throws a, a wrench into things. Um, and I don't mean you know that to have like a negative connotation, but um, now we just don't know if the league is is really going to come back. I mean, Kyrie, people have you know their issues with him, me included. I'm not a huge Kyrie fan. This is kind of out of nowhere in a sense, in my opinion. Just a few weeks ago, he was saying that he would return um, to Orlando, even though he wasn't going to play, but to support his teammates. And now he's just kind of completely against uh, playing basketball right now. And other players like Dwight Howard have come out and kind of said the same thing so yeah yeah, it's uh yeah and and you've kind of seen both sides of this right you've seen players like the magic zone terrence ross say hey let's just play like i'm in the house board i want to play and that is what he said he tweeted that out the other day when the when it was said that Kyrie was holding this meeting which uh, evidently terrence didn't get an invite to um, and then, you know, you have guys like Dwight Howard who have said, like, he, he's with Kyrie. He he agrees there shouldn't be basketball. And, um, and you know, it, it's it's kind of interesting to see kind of the divide 
it's weird. And, and you see all these perspectives. I know Austin Rivers had a comment on an Instagram post about the Kyrie Irving thing, um, pretty much saying, like, people need paychecks. This is their livelihood. They don't make the money Kyrie does. Um, they need these paychecks. Um, and, and so that is kind of the viewpoint some players are also taking. But um, I also saw something um, on Instagram as well. Someone made a, a pretty – I think it was a pretty good comment um, on a post regarding the same thing. And he said something to the extent of, you know, if you feel led to make a change, I think you can still play basketball and use your contract earnings for the summer and donate it to the Black Lives Matter organization or something that you believe will lead the charge of a reform of the social injustices that we face. Um, and, and that's what he was saying. So, um, I, I, like I said, I think you're getting a lot of different angles here. I don't know, Jonathan, if there is a right answer. Um, I just know that selfishly I want basketball. Um, and I know that others could use the distraction right now, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very weird thing, um, to have to navigate, you know, this is something that, that is finally coming to light. People are banding together and, um, you know, you're going to have movements like this happen all the time. And especially in the NBA where, you know, there are a lot of African-Americans that play basketball and, you know, they, they want their voice to be heard. So they're all wrestling with what to do. Well, I think the, the number one, like the only right answer is that people's lives and equality in this country is obviously more important than basketball, mm-hmm. right? However, the issue comes with canceling this season and kind of the, the domino effect that that would put into play, right? So this yeah. season is canceled, right? So the collective bargaining agreement just completely gets torn up, right? Mm-hmm. So do we have a season next year? Who knows? That leaves us what, six months in between now and when the, the start of next season was um, kind of put in place to be. Now, that wasn't made official, but they were talking about starting the league up against, you know, up in November and then into December, start the regular season. Um, but now we need to negotiate a whole new collective bargaining agreement before December. If that doesn't happen, just like we saw back in, what was that, 2012? Um yep. That season, you know, we played, what was that, 66 games because the players essentially went on strike and we didn't have basketball. So who knows if this season is canceled, CBA gets torn up, we might not have basketball next season. That's tons of guys who need those paychecks in order to to have their livelihood. We're not just talking about uh, NBA players. We're talking about, you know, the people that work in the facilities, the people that work for these teams, the people that cover these teams and and this game and this league for a living, potentially also losing their jobs. Um, And and at the same time, if you're coming out and you're saying, okay, we're we're shutting down the season to try to fix, you know, the issues with racism in, you know, in our country, um, then when when you know does that end you know there there's there's this is so unprecedented you know there's not going to be any benchmark to look around and say okay you know what like now now is the time right yeah. i don't know if there's ever going to be that moment where we just all of a sudden where there's some kind of um like calculable number that we can just say oh yeah you know like we're all equal now unfortunately right. i don't think that's the case so when comes the point where it's then okay to play basketball again yeah, and I exactly. I, I think you made some good points there, and I, I think that the thing with the meeting is, Jonathan, you and I weren't a part of it. 
we're getting little quotes here and there from Woj that he's getting from players via text saying it's been a good conversation. We're not just focusing on social injustices. We are also talking about the risks of COVID and they're talking about a, a myriad of things, but we don't know what Kyrie said in terms of what the end goal is for him and for this movement. We don't know. Maybe, maybe Kyrie did say something to the extent of defunding the police. And when we finally get that, that's when we we should be good to go. Or we don't know what his destination mark was in that conversation. Um, so it's, it is easy to speculate, but I, I don't think we're really going to know until maybe later when some of the more of the details are divulged or until Kyrie has to do a press conference of some sort, whenever that might be, that might not be till media day. Um, so we don't know when we're going to get answers. Um, but, but there's for sure is, and, and, and we've talked about it as well, um, off recording. Um, there's not a law that that's going to change someone's heart. There's not a law that can really take care of this. Um, so like you said, it is a hard thing to gauge, um, you know, when, are, when have we improved as a country? So, um, Hopefully that that does get sorted out and that people continue to speak out and speak for what they believe in, because I do think that's very important for these NBA players to use their voices. Um, And who knows, maybe during these times, uh, during the playoffs and the resumption of the league, maybe there's players like LeBron or whoever that will step up to the podium and just make it all about social injustices and get his voice heard there as well. So you don't know how players are going to use their platform. Uh, every player is very different as we've seen. Um, but you know, Jonathan, there's, there's just a lot there to kind of unpack and you could probably talk about it all day in terms of what could go on, but there is something else um, that if you're, if you're good on this subject, if you're ready to go on, we can do that. Well, there was one one thing that kind of came to mind a, a couple of moments ago as we're kind of talking through this. So, yeah, the, the one because you know, I keep going back to like, OK, where where is this coming from? Right. Because mm-hmm. it was just, you know, about two weeks ago, um, you know, that this that Kyrie said, you know, I am I know I'm not going to play, you know, my season's over, but I'm I'm thinking about going to Orlando, you know, to support my teammates. Now, obviously, there are a lot of things that have transpired throughout the country, Um but I think I don't want to call this like a smokescreen or I but I, I can't think of what the the correct word might be. But I think this might be part of a, a plan to try to leverage the owners. Right. Mm. The players know that. Yeah, sure. The owners don't have as much to lose as we do, but the owners still stand to lose a lot of money uh, if the players don't finish the rest of the season. Right. Yeah. Could this be some kind of plan to try to get the the owners to leverage their platforms to help push this movement forward with the players. The owners have much deeper pockets than the players yeah. do, right? They have just as big, if not bigger, platforms um, and the means to get behind this movement and say, okay, we're going to help push this thing forward. If the players are really threatening that, if we don't make this about social reform and, and social injustice and promoting equality – we're not going to play. The owners might come together and say, guys, we've got to get behind this with the players. Show them that we're united with them and that we are going to push forward with this cause with them, for them. Because in my opinion, you know, the thing that, that really stuck out to me, and I'm going to try to leave my um, you know, prior Kyrie bias aside discussing mm-hmm. this topic. I, it's, it's very sensitive. Um, 
But when he said, you know, something smells fishy, that's the thing that just kind of threw up a red flag in my mind and I think really to most people. Because when I think about the NBA, you know, as far as um, like a a, a progressive standpoint, the NBA is the, if not one of the most progressive leagues, not only in America, but I think in the entire world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's not in... He's not playing in the NFL. Like they, there, there's not that that they don't have the the same executives and right. front office and commissioner that the NFL has, who have taken um, big steps in their own recently. Yeah, and they have, but the NBA is someone who historically has done pretty well in terms of being inclusive of everyone, um, appreciating everyone, and speaking up for what's right um and and on behalf of all their players so yeah I don't know the Kyrie is just an interesting guy he's really hard to read um I I never know he 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 considers himself a deep thinker he might be um but I I just I don't know um but kind of just like hearing him say that 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 things are a little fishy and this is a tiered system built to torn each other eat everyone apart um, I don't know if I can get behind that again. He's the NBA player. He knows the day to day of being an NBA player. Maybe he knows more than I do, but I, I have a, a funny feeling that NBA players would call bluff on his part. Um, when it comes to something being fishy and it being a tiered system. Right. Well, like, like we said, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. I would say, you know, and then we saw Patrick Beverly come out today and say like, listen, you guys can say whatever you want to say, but if King James comes out and says we're hooping, then we're mm-hmm. hooping. You know, yep. he said it's it's not personal. You know, it's all business. And we know that Patrick Beverly and LeBron James don't have a, a great history. They're not the best of friends. So there was some shade coded yeah. into that tweet. Um, there's but some truth, there's too. Some, there's a lot of truth to that. That's exactly what I was going to say. You know, LeBron James at times – has it seems like he has a lot of pull not only within his organization but the NBA as a whole. So if 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 LeBron, if you okay, so let me set this up for you. It is a few days ago. You're sitting uh, with your wife, your kids, whatever. You get a notification and it says LeBron holding a Zoom meeting invited 200 players um, to come to this Zoom meeting. He is unsure if he wants the season to return to focus on social injustices. At this point, Jonathan, are you thinking the season's definitely going to happen? Or are you thinking, uh, I don't know if this is if we're going to play basketball again this year? At that time, I'm probably thinking, like, depending on what it is. Like, like I said, if it's coronavirus, then I'm like, okay, maybe we start back up in December. If he comes out and, and it's because of social injustice, then I'm thinking we're not playing basketball until maybe 2022. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, yeah. I'm convinced of that at that point. Like, I read right. that Woj update. I'm like, basketball is gone. You don't need any any further details. It's just it. That's a wrap. It's, I have one it, more question here as it pertains to this. Yeah. Any business, right, is not really set up to just be static and not make any money, especially right. when people have livelihoods and you know need to pay their bills and mortgage and everything like that. Yeah. How long is a league – like the NBA set up to where they're not really making any money. If we decide to shut down the NBA until, you know, social, you know, injustice is fixed and and believe me, social injustice is a much bigger priority than basketball. Mm-hmm. They don't compare whatsoever. But 
who knows? Are from a, sta- a fan standpoint, I have no idea. At this point, I'm in fear that the NBA is going to be no more. Yeah, I don't and really know. There, there's a lot of money at play throughout this whole thing. It, it, this is kind of the perfect storm in the worst way because the NBA didn't have a COVID plan set up. The M- Do you think the NBA ever thought that they would be shut down for so many months? No, they don't have a plan put together for when that happens. I doubt they have this huge crisis plan. They might have had a plan that lasted like a month, but not this many months. I mean, we're going on three and, you know, it, it th- this wasn't expected. And so and then once you have the social injustices and, and people becoming more aware um, of what's going on around our country every day, you throw all those things together and it's like, this is not a great spot for the NBA, but I know that they are going to work with their players to make sure that they're doing okay, that they're supporting them the best way possible to keep the league afloat. Because like you said, Jonathan, no business is built to just be static like this and and, and not make money. The The NBA is, is just not making the money they were two and a half, three months ago. And unfortunately... Um, you know, there's a lot of things that have happened. People are losing jobs. Businesses are going out of business. Um, this is stuff that's already happened. So I'm sure the NBA is kind of just divulging a plan for, hey, if coronavirus's cases spike up again in the fall like they suspect, what are we looking at then? I, I can't imagine that you're going to do this whole Disney thing at round two with all of the teams. They're, you know, it's just not realistic. So you got to think, let's say we do finish this season. They go on to do that, and then the coronavirus outbreak spikes again, and they are forced to shut down the league again for months at a time. You're looking at a weird situation because you don't restart in December. I know that. Yeah, I have no idea. Nobody knows what's going to happen with coronavirus. I was just talking with my family about that. We're trying to plan a a trip uh, to go up north to – visit my my brother my sister-in-law and my new mm-hmm. nephew but that's kind of what everything is hanging on is coronavirus going to make a resurgence you know come september october november because if that's the case then no we won't be going up north to visit my family no we will not be playing you know any sport at that point i would think yeah so you're not you're not playing anything at that point i don't know i just know that the, the silver lining in all of this is is that if that does happen, I think the NBA will have a plan set ready to go. I think that they have already probably prepared that plan, and it is going to be ready to be set in motion if this does happen. I sure hope so, man. So you were about yeah. to lead us into to something else. What you got on your mind? Yeah, so obviously Disney um, is the location here at the Wide World of Sports um, for the NBA's resumption. So kind of looking into that there was an article put out by Zach Lowe um where he spoke to essentially a professional um in you know medical field and epidemiologist yes yes that's what it is i wasn't going to i couldn't really think of the name so i appreciate that um but no they they kind of broke down the the risks but also they did touch on what the nba is going to do probably pretty well to keep make sure that there is no coronavirus outbreak that they are specifically responsible for. But before I get into that, Jonathan, there was something that really caught my eye in the beginning of this article. Um, so the Bundesliga, the German soccer league, has resumed play, right? So with that, 
they've taken a lot of precautions of their own. They're doing the same type of thing in, in Munich and stuff, and they're they're doing the bubble thing, and they're they're keeping players away from everybody else besides their coaches. Um, but one thing that's very interesting that it, that he touched on in the article with Zach Lowe is comparing um, that the Bundesliga is doing tracking chips on their players. So, what? right. So it it is it is voluntary, but I feel like they are pressured to do this. Um, basically, it's it's movement chips. I shouldn't say track. I don't know. It, it's the same thing. That's it's the same tracking thing. chip. It's yeah. It's they a got, track. They yeah. got low jack on their midfielders. Yeah. So, yeah. but this isn't so. Essentially, NBA players, soccer players, they all do this. They wear these during practice and and games, I believe, in their jerseys or something. Um, and this is just to track their movements and their speed and all of that. But they are the Bundesliga, at least. Which this is not going to fly in the NBA, so don't. No. This is not going to happen. Um, they mentioned it, but it's not going to happen. Um, but in the Bundesliga, they they are making them wear it so that if one of them does eventually test positive in their you know test they do every I think three or four days, then they can track and see where they were, and see who they came in contact with and alert those people. Um, because you know who knows, a player if they get COVID, you know they're probably lying about where they were if they left. If you know, of course, no, 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 of course I didn't leave. They're like worried you contract it. Well, with this optional stuff that they're saying is optional, which I don't believe it's optional. I think that they're very heavily pressured into doing this. Um, they're wearing these things, and it's just tracking their movement, Jonathan. So um, NBA players can be crazy. thankful for that. That I do not think the NBA will present that to them. They did say that was a possibility in the article, but. I don't know. I think it gets shot you're, shut down definitely by the any NBPA. Kind of chip on on Russell Anybody. Westbrook. No, no, no. There, there's there's not gonna be that at all. Um, but I did want to touch on one of the kind of drawbacks to this um, that they touched on. Um, I believe he's the director of the Harvard Global Health Institute who said this. But he said that the mens- the the main potential weak point is how those em- how the Disney employees who are called cast members interact with the NBA staff. Um, because as we've said, the players will not have contact with the Disney employees. However, there are staff that will interact with them that will then interact with the players. Right. right. So they're saying the biggest issue is what if someone comes in contact with a staff that might not necessarily mean to, or who knows, maybe the staff is downstairs at the resort and they're like, Hey, can I get some towels? Um, and it's just someone that shouldn't be dealing with them. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. And they just go ahead and grab the towels because, hey, it's not a big deal. They need towels. I'm not going to call somebody else that's supposed to be interacting with them. Do you know? Whatever. So that seems to be the issue here is what they're presenting. But from what I know, my wife was in entertainment at Disney um, and was in the Disney College program. So I, I know this world somewhat well just by by word of mouth and what she's told me and what her friends say. But they're not allowed to take pictures backstage. They're not allowed. They have a, a very long list of, of guidelines, right? So I don't, I, I believe that Disney will be very thorough with their cast members and probably just get the best of the best of their cast members that have been there for a long time that don't have a record of any strikes on their record, any points, anything like that. Um, and, and they will fall in line and understand the guidelines. I'm sure they will go through a whole training program on how to handle the NBA because these are two big corporations coming together. And the last thing you want is one corporation pissing off the other one. Um, and you definitely don't want one corporation giving the other COVID. So, 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that works. But I, I don't think that's really an issue. But it is promising that they're saying that is probably the biggest issue. Um, but while also noting it's not a huge one. So I think, Jonathan, that they're they're going to have it all figured out. They're two very thorough organizations um, and entities in themselves. So I think they're definitely going to be working together with the NBA officials and um, and Disney officials, essentially, to get this thing worked out. So uh, I think that, and, and like the, the guy goes on to say, he says, quote, the NBA's plan is pretty good and comprehensive. Um, so it sounds like they will be testing pretty much every day. Um, but he said, then you, you know, you could be running a risk of getting a false negative, but that is why then you take temperatures, um, and you make sure that they're not in the 99 to hundred range at all. So that there's no risk of these players having COVID, um, or anything like that. So, well, what I thought was kind of interesting and, in, you know, reading, you know, a few tweets, you know, this weekend, my wife and I were kind of on vacation. So I was trying to stay off the phone but just kind of as some of this news was breaking especially with like the Kyrie Irving stuff um I just you know I couldn't get away from it I was sitting there on the beach you know with my phone in my hand but um you know they they mentioned that you know this kind of sticking point that we're talking about right now that the NBA players and the staff members will not be able to leave that bubble but the Disney cast members are kind of be you know kind of coming and going not as they please but you know as they work and as they need to go home for the night and everything like that they won't be living there they will not be living in the bubble like the NBA players and you saw Evan Fournier obviously when he saw that news it was news to him he quote tweeted it and said wait what like Mm -hmm. in my you know the way that I feel about that is He's like, okay, if we've got to stay in this bubble, why don't they have to stay in this bubble? You know what I mean? And that's between the NBA and Disney and the way they've negotiated this entire thing. Um, But then there also were reports that, um, you know, the players' families might not be welcome within the bubble until after the first round has been completed, which a lot of people think is going to be towards like the end of August. So now these players are having to go weeks, you know, without seeing their families um, before they're able to come and join them in the bubble. So, I don't know how much of these things are going to be sticking points with the negotiations between the NBA and the Players Association as far as really agreeing on all of the terms to this because that's what we're really looking at, right? Like the NBA has said, we're coming back. This is what the calendar is going to hopefully look like. But there hasn't really been any agreement between the NBA and the Players Association. They've agreed to continue to negotiate and explore what this is going to look like. So it's basically just... Yeah, sure. Let's talk about what we're going to do, and then we'll agree to that once we get to that point. So this thing is definitely, at least right now, from what we know, far from being done. There's a lot of things that need to be worked out. And like we said, there these new developments you know, with Kyrie Irving and a, a large chunk of the players in the NBA that may not want to return to play for a number of reasons. So once again, as excited as we are, and like I said, I'm probably in about 75% range. I feel like I'm sure that the NBA is going to return and finish this season, but there's that 25% of me where I just don't know and we have to wait and see well, what's going to happen. The thing is, last week you were probably 98% sure the season was going to happen. Yep. And then this all happened this week, and it's kind of deflated us as a whole. But um, kind of touching on what you were saying with like Evan Fournier being caught off guard by the fact that Disney support staff would not have to be would not be subject to NBA's bubble protocols with daily testing and quarantining. But 
I think there's some key words there that that are very important, which is they're not going to be subject to the MBA's bubble protocol and quarantining and all those testing, daily testing. They won't be a part of that, but I promise you Disney will have their own protocol. I, I think that they will have to obviously have their, their temperature t- checked when they get there. Hopefully they're testing every two to three days, um, if not every day like the NBA will be doing. But I think Disney will have their own protocol um, because they do not want to mess this up. I think you, I read something along the lines when they arrive, they're going to be, you know, given a temperature check. If their temperature is outside of the range they want it to, they'll go into like a cool down room mm-hmm. and then sometime thereafter they'll be checked again. If their temperature is still too high, then they're going to get the boot and, you know, be told that they need to go home. If the temperature comes back down, then they'll be permitted to work. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I think that, like I said, these are two just powerhouse organizations. Um, they'll be they'll be just fine and planning and being very thorough because, like I said, neither of them wants to be on the headline that says that one that their organization gave COVID to the other organization. Um, that's not that 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 would not be ideal. So, well, just breaking news here, uh, and now this is from uh, Bleacher Report. Via ESPN, uh, a Lakers player told Dave McMenamin of ESPN, um, obviously there's still some time to figure things out as a league and as a team, but there is no divide amongst the Lakers players right now. So obviously, you know, Avery Bradley and Dwight Howard were amongst those on that call with Kyrie Irving. You have to think there are other Lakers players that want to come back and play. Kyle Kuzma seems to be one of those players, and that's you know, more implications as far as, you know, younger players that are going to be up for hefty extensions this season, like a Kyle Kuzma, like a Jason Tatum. Um, I, I have to stop you another... because you you forgot the hero, Jared Dudley. He was in that meeting. Oh, how could the, I forget Jared Dudley as, <laughs> and, I, uh... as I roll my eyes? No, I, I, <laughs> I'm kidding. Like Jared Dudley, you know, we know that he's pretty much buns, you know, on the basketball court. <laughs> But he's been a proponent. No, seriously, he's been a proponent of the league coming back for weeks now, talking yeah. about the fact that, yo, if we don't p- finish this season, the CBA is BYE. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and like we said, LeBron, if he wants to return, I think that those players on the Lakers are not going to cause any problems if LeBron is saying, we, I want to be back. I want to play. Don't you guys want to ring? Don't you guys want money? Don't you guys want all these things? Don't you want a little bit of life to be a little I think, normal? I think he would still lead with the fact that we can still promote this mm-hmm. movement. You know, and that yeah. I think the league is going to find a way to give the players what they want and still get what they want, which is games played. Yeah. Yeah, I think there there will be a lot of that um, you know, in the resumption of the league. So, um all that to say, I hope it comes back. I hope so <laughs> I, too, Luke. I I think it'll be bad times it's coming back, but uh, I hope that things don't get worse in regards to COVID situation. I hope things don't get worse in terms of the injustices. I hope nothing gets worse. I hope we're only on you know the the up and up because like at some point I, we have to I hit can't rock take, bottom, right? Yeah, and I I don't know. I just I I don't know if I can take more of this. This is like 
I don't know. There's just so much stuff going on that that it's it's really uh, pretty unfortunate. It is indeed. I would definitely agree with that. A lot of moving parts. Last thing that I, I kind of wanted to talk about, which is what we were kind of planning to talk about this week before all of these new developments kind of sprung into the light. Um, we're, we're talking about some of these you know, NBA free agents. There was a, yeah. an Instagram post. I think it was on uh, ESPN's Instagram that you sent me. That you know, mm-hmm. players like you know Jamal Crawford, you know Demarcus Cousins, J.R. Smith, you know some of these free agents. Where you know, if, if some of these teams have openings, uh, like a let's say like a team like the Lakers, if they were to have you know an opening, Demarcus Cousins, you know he has been rumored to want to rejoin the Lakers if possible. Um, there's been talks about you know Joe Kim Noah joining teams and, and things like yeah. that. So. I don't really have the specifics of what that looks like, but that could definitely get pretty interesting. My thing, specifically as it pertains to Jamal Crawford and J.R. Smith, I don't really know why they're being brought up into this because they've been free agents literally the entire season and (laughs) no one has wanted them. So now why are you going to want them to play playoff basketball? Right. Yeah, they've been out of it for so long. You just have to hope that they're keeping their conditioning up. They're playing pickup basketball, which, by the way, is not the same as NBA basketball. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of things that are pretty interesting. Obviously, your roster can't be full. You, We can't – like the Magic – sorry, guys. We're not getting DeMarcus Cousins on our roster this summer. Um, and the, the, the roster is just full. There's no, no wiggle room at all. Um, but it is interesting um, – you know some of these teams like the Suns, the Spurs, the Kings, these teams that'll be—they're not really—they're in contention, but you know they're just that they're there for to even out playing field, whatever. Um, but who knows? Some of them do have a, a chance to get within striking range um, of that eight seed spot. Like we've said before, they have to be within four games. Um, but who knows? Maybe maybe one of them fights hard to try to get Boogie Cousins. One of them fights hard to get Joe Kim. Um, they they want a spark or they want something different. Maybe they go after IT. I don't know. Um, so uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Let me just say that. But um, I think that there is a, a pretty good shot. If Boogie is good to go, he's going to probably be on a roster this summer. I got to tell you, the player with all of these happenings recently, the player that I'm most concerned about and concerned for has got to be Chuma Okiki, right? The Magic draft him last year torn ACL that he's recovering you know from you know the NCAA tournament so he agrees to basically redshirt his rookie season uh, be placed on the Lakeland Magic roster so that he can rehab with the Lakeland Magic and he's thinking you know this entire season you know I'm gonna work my butt off I'm gonna recover get ready to go sign my rookie deal I'll be making a lot more money next year I'll be on an NBA roster everything will be good to go and now with COVID and now the risks of Potentially there not being an NBA season and then a collective bargaining agreement being ripped up, potentially not playing next year. You know, 12 months ago or probably 15, 16 months ago, he was looking at making multi-million dollars a year for the next 10 to 15 years of his life. And now, you know, whatever his Lakeland Magic contract made might have been, now he's looking at potentially making no money playing basketball um, you know, within the next year or so. Not only that, but we talk about the fact that, you know, he's about 15 months since he's last played competitive basketball. 
if yeah. the season comes back in December, add another six months onto that. So that's 21 months, almost two years since he's played competitive basketball. And if the season doesn't come back at all, then we're going to be looking at potentially two to three years of him not playing competitive basketball before he makes his NBA debut. And that's a problem, Luke. That's bad that's, news. Uh, that's how you stunt a player's growth. That's for sure. Yeah. I'd, I think that that's, you know, that's kind of been the, the worry this whole time is those these young players – that are developing um, that we kind of touched on last week. But, you know, it's, it is guys like Chumo, Kiki, those guys who, um, you know, deserve their shot. And I think that it, obviously circumstances they can't avoid um, is going to kind of be hindering, you know, their growth. So I hope Chuma's trying to stay as busy as he can right now. I hope he's rehabbing to the fullest. Um, I know he is, you know, more motivated than, than any of us are for him to to get right and and become that player that he knows that he can become so it'll be it'll be interesting to see as a magic fan uh to see chuma's growth and to just figure out when we're going to see him on a basketball court well i mean in march when the season halted you know he was shooting jump shots there's been reports that at the end of when everything stopped he was back on the court shooting jump shots so fast forward three months from then like you've got to think that like if the season were to start today and he would be able to be on the Magic's roster, you would have to think that he would be ready to go. Yeah, I think he's definitely not going to be the on the end of, you know, the, he's not going to be the one doing something wrong. It's not going to be his fault. He's not going to let it be his fault. Um, Chuma seems to be a hard worker um, and kind of roll with the punches, as we've seen with him being in Lakeland. I know a lot of players that probably would have been like, no, I'm not going to just go sit in Lakeland all year. Uh, I'm not going to play for the, you know, sit, be on the G League roster all year and, you know, pass up money and whatever. Um, but but he he's rolling with the punches. He's going with the flow. And I think that that'll um, essentially in the long run pay off for him um, and gain some trust from the organization, uh, which could come in handy when they start talking contract details down the, round, down the line. A lot of negativity, a lot of bad vibes on this podcast, Luke. We got we to gotta turn this around. <laughs> Get the, the positive vibes, the positive thoughts going. We're going to have basketball here in just about you know six weeks. We're going to see Chuma Okiki in December, ready to go. Mm. We're going to have Jonathan mm. Isaac back, Chuma Okiki. Mo Bamba is going to take a huge step forward. Markel Fultz is going to take a huge step forward. The young core of this team is going to put the league on notice next year, Luke. The That's Orlando Magic will make the 2021 NBA Finals. NBA Finals. That's what I like to hear. Anything else, bro? Uh, no, I think that's all from me. That was good stuff. Hopefully, we've got some good news for you guys next week. We're going to be playing this by ear. If anything crazy happens, we'll definitely update you guys as quickly as we can. But as always, thank you guys so much for listening to The Six Man Show. For Luke, this has been Jonathan, and we will catch you guys next time. See you. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!